Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 61. In this episode, we'll be talking about our 11th card, the Rare Parademon. We talk about the Superman Wonder Woman starter and wrap it all up with an errata that with Atomica. So let's kick it off with our 11th card, the Rare Parademon. All right, guys, we are here with Ken Poole. How are you doing today, my friend? Doing good, man, doing good. Um, it is time for our 11th card, and this one's out of the brand new Batman set. And the funny thing is we've seen kind of a lot of people talk about it, but I haven't really seen it on a team. Yeah, it, it seems to be uh, getting a lot less action than its uncommon counterpart. Yeah, so what we're talking about is the rare Parademon where it says, For Dark Side! And its ability is, while Parademon is active, when a player draws one or more dice, deal one damage to that player. Um, so this is almost a guaranteed one damage every turn yep. while he's active. Yeah, uh, one damage to each player, really. Uh, it's... It's kind of a double-edged sword. It basically puts a, a timer on the game. Yeah. Uh, which is something that I really like about it. I, I like the idea of y you just got to hurry up and play. Like yeah. You, you got to get it done. I like how a he's hurry. a villain affiliation, too, so you can actually play him with the OP slash rare Harley Quinn that's in the yeah, set, too. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's kind of the most obvious place to put it because uh, that rare Harley Quinn is going to cancel out that effect on your turn. You will gain a life. Um, and and it further widens that gap between your opponent. Because yeah, if you're playing the slow burn game, I've learned that whoever, you know, you want to be up on top. And the wider you can make that gap between the two, especially if both of you are playing that slow burn game, the yeah. better. Yeah. So uh, when you pair it with that Harley, that means that you've got two villains active. So Harley's going to trigger. So you will gain one life. Your opponent will lose one life. So uh, with parademon doing you one damage it becomes a wash you you will essentially if that's the only damage that gets done to you you will stay it forever at 19 damage in that game yeah um but then on your opponent and and it will do one damage to your opponent on your turn from harley and they will also take another damage on their turn when they draw dice uh i think that uh the rare parademon it gets more fun like if i'm gonna if i was going to build around it I would definitely have uh, the rare Harley, and I would probably bring um, like a global ramp. Yeah, like, like, like a, resurrection, a resurrection or a villainous pact. pact. Probably villainous pact. Yeah. Because I, I'd, I'd be even tempted to bring. I would not bring um, superhero registration act, but I would bring relaxing. Yeah, relaxing would be my other basic that, that, action that, that I'd go that, for. That I would say counts as three draws because it says draw a die. Then you name a yeah. die, and then you draw. Yeah, you're doing you things third, in so. between, so it's more than one draw. So, yeah, you bring it, tempt your opponent, and go like, oh, ramp. Exactly. You want to try, and along with that, I would be looking at uh, trying to slow them down in other areas so they are looking to get that ramp. Um, if I can do something to mess up Swarm, uh, increase the cost of fielding characters. Yeah, putting an oracle on. I like that list of drac that I think yeah. we've seen a lot more, at least recent, around our local area. Yeah, you know, list of drac, oracle, you know, if, if I can get some more tax things on there. So they're looking to get that ramp that I would definitely be bringing 
to tempt them into drawing things from their uh, from their bag outside of their clear and draw step to get that extra bit of damage through. I'd also be hoping to see... Ooh, uh, the Mysterio Global. Yeah, the Mysterio Global would be another <laughs> really good one. Like, I'd be looking for uh, anything that can get them to draw outside of their clear and draw step and also anything that would motivate my opponent to draw more. Mm -hmm. You know, taxing things, uh, slowing them down, uh, making globals more, maybe making globals more expensive, um, anything like that so that they are looking for something to ramp and get around my taxing them at the cost of their life. Yeah, and, and I, I would even add, you know, we kind of mentioned a little bit with Harley, but some kind of additional life gain is always good to this because you yeah. play this trick, since it's damaging you at the same time, you play this tricky battle between trying yep. to get it working. Would you suggest Vicious Struggle in this case or not? Because I, I don't know if it might turn the tides on you because if your opponent buys them, you might be in a little trouble. Call me a big bah humbug, but I'd never recommend Vicious Struggle. <laughs> I just don't like the card. I, I've never really <laughs> built around it. I don't like the way it works. I don't, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. Um, it could work. I mean, Vicious Struggle is one of those that if you're building around Vicious Struggle, you're building around Vicious Struggle. Um, I feel like if you're building around Parademons, maybe those two can mesh, but they seem like kind of different goals to me. Um, where Vicious Struggle, you're looking to hit yourself hard enough and fast enough that your opponent can't recover from it, you know, by doubling up on the Vicious Struggles. Uh, where with the Parademon, it Plus, seems I, to me I, like I it's a little actually, bit slower. I actually thought about it. I don't think it's going to work because when you're drawing, the Vicious Struggle will have already run its course. Yeah. Um, so we, we've kind of mentioned on reasons why you would want to add it. Why don't we see it? Why is it an 11th card? Uh, because it is that double-edged sword. I mean, for it to work best, you want to get... Essentially, you want to get an early lead and maintain it. So you want on, you know, turn on your first turn or two, if, if that means you're just swinging in with a couple of sidekicks to get ahead by two points, cool. You do that, you, you get a, a Parademon, and then you protect the Parademon and just let the game burn you both down. As long as your opponent is ahead of you on the race to zero, you're going to mm -hmm. win. Um, that can get tricky. That can get really tricky, especially if they have something to mitigate the damage, if they've got something to gain life. Uh, if they can get rid of the Parademon, especially on your turn, so that you just took damage, and then, then they, they don't can, have to. They yeah. can maybe taunt the Parademon and get it out of the field so that they're not losing life. Then the next time that you field it, you might get them for one, you get yourself for one, and then they stop taking it. Uh, it, it gets to be a considerably trickier balancing act when you factor in the weaknesses that it has. And, and the Parademon doesn't have the best stat line either. Yeah, it's it a 1-2-3 defense, so it's yeah, it fairly can, easy to... Just well, it's 1-2-2 like, one, one, two, two defense. Oh, yeah, 1-2-2. Two, two. It, it can be taken out of the field pretty easily. Yeah. Um, um, and, like, I, I don't know, I, that 4 cost is... If I have to choose between a 4 cost that... that Rare Harley is going to be my first pick, no matter what. Just well, Rare Harley's a three cost. Yeah, she's yeah she's a three cost because this. I mean, that's 
It's the, the same problem the, with uncommon because that's a four cost swarm. When are you going yeah. to? It, it's so hard to get four cost and then start swarming with it. Yeah, um, I really like the rare. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, we played. It was in one of the first drafts when Batman first came out. Uh, I think I had the rare Harley and Russ had the rare Parademon. And when he got that thing out, the game was just over. Like I, because I was able to mitigate the damage with my Harley Quinn, it made it so he was taking two damage on every you know turn cycle. He'd mm-hmm. take two on my turn. He'd take or he'd take one on my turn. Take one on his turn. And he just wasn't able to recover from that. It was a lot of fun. It was really kind of out there, especially since we each brought one piece yeah. of that puzzle. Yeah. And and then I know we initially thought this would be kind of that great anti-swarm card, but there's a ruling s- somewhere in the forums that I see a lot of people quoting, so I could be wrong, but I, th- I think it counts as all the additional yeah. swarm draws only count as... It's all. It's an yeah. extension of your clear and draw step. It is one draw. Just like if you only have two dice in your bag and you draw those out and then you refill your bag to get the other two dice for your four draw that you do every turn, that's not going to deal you two damage. Yeah, it's, you, you get the one. Yeah, you, it, so. it counts as one time that you are drawing those dice. And Swarm, from what I understand, is an extension of that. That's where you want to get the other things. Uh, if you see that your opponent, the the worst thing that someone could bring against this is something that when fielded or when or, knocked or, out, Zatanna, any yeah. version of Zatanna from the Justice League set where she's fielded, she, uh, you draw and prep a die. When she's knocked out, you draw and prep a die. Anything like that is going to hurt them so bad. Yeah. You know, along with any kind of, like I said, you want to bring anything that you can to get them drawing outside of their clear and draw step. And then you've got to ignore that. Do not buy your own relaxing. (laughs) Do not use your own resurrection once you've got uh, Parademon into the field. I really think that... Don't don't you kind of wish there was a card that could force your opponent to buy things? It's like, (laughs) yes, buy my resurrection. Right. Um, (laughs) Or buy my relaxing. I I do think that... uh, if you're going to run the rare Parademon, you just about need the rare Harley Quinn because they synergize so well together and it does a great job of mitigating the damage that it's going to do to you. They're both fairly easy to remove from the field. Yeah. Neither of them has incredible stats, so that's a risk either way. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, villain teams, Yeah, I, that's that's always been the risk, but there's, you know, ways of kind of mitigating. Yeah. If you're playing Golden, just... Stick Black Manta on there, like yeah, sure. throw, throw on <laughs> a Black Manta, out. knock him out. If you're not playing Golden Age, I mean, Parademon is a bolt, so it will help Firefly, and that can that's another that villain can, right there. Yeah. That can burn your opponent really fast. You're you're going to speed up the burning, and kind of once once you get a, a Firefly or two cycling, and you've got your Parademon in the field, and you've got Harley Quinn in the field. Your opponent is taking a lot of damage from different things, and they need to really prioritize. And I don't think the Parademon is going to be the top of their priority list because it's going to be damaging both of you. That's going to essentially seem like a wash. But again, as long as you're ahead, they will lose sooner. You know, as long as you've got a, a higher life total than they do, you are safe. Yeah, and you just got to hope they don't bring the uh, OP Iron Fist because 
That, yeah, that one's <laughs> really, that one will really, if you see that, then just don't use it. Stick with, I mean, you could use it, I guess, with uh, with Harley Quinn, because Harley Quinn will still do her thing, because hers is worded to lose life, if I remember yeah. right. Um, uh, but, but, but yeah, like, um, it, it's kind of funny that we go back and forth and that that OP Iron Fist somehow is manages to negate yeah, a lot of things. It really is. It's just so good. Um, so, you, do you got anything else to kind of mention about this Parademon? Um, there's, with all of the Parademons, there's some potential synergy with the uh, the common and uncommon dark side. I haven't looked at how effectively that would actually work in practice, but... Um, yeah, because, I mean, the drawback with that is you're going to have to sacrifice the Parademon. Yeah, well, at, at that point, you're yeah. looking at drawing, you're looking at buying two Parademons. Yeah. Um, but I, I say play around with it, have some fun with it. Throw it and Harley Quinn on just about anything just to see how well that little combination works for you and how quickly that can burn up your opponent. I highly recommend just, yeah. just messing or, around with or, that. Or just playing the game where you bring all these ramp tools that your opponent wants to use, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah use them, use oh, yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, try it out. It's, it's a lot of fun. I, I say uh, you know, make that your 10th card on a build and try it out. Let us know how it does for you. Let's, let's see if we can't upgrade this one from being an 11th card. Yeah, so we want to hear from you guys. If you guys have played with this rare Parademon, or you have some thoughts that we didn't, you know, cover when we were doing it. Yeah, and if you've got some awesome whiz-bang way of mitigating the damage to yourself that doesn't help your opponent, like Harley Quinn, but maybe something that's got sturdier stats or a different strategy, please let us know that, mm -hmm. too. Yep, so we want to hear from you guys. You can always reach us by shooting an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Ken, thank you so much. We're going to have you back a little bit later on the show, so get your errata abilities all keened and good to go. Will do. Okay, guys, we are here with the global guru, Zach. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm excited for this because um, the I always want to just say Wonder Woman starter, but uh, it's the Superman Wonder Woman starter. No, nah, it's the Wonder Woman starter. <laughs> I think that's what we all call it. Um, just recently came out, and we wanted to talk to you guys about what the highlights that we've kind of seen in the sets, and if this is a good, you know, starter set for somebody to, if they want looking to start up and pick up Dice Masters, if this is a good one to jump into. So, um, where do we want to start off in terms of cards that stuck off? We'll, we'll leave Wonder Woman to the last because, I mean, she's the one that stands out, I think, out of all of them. I, I, th I think there is a surprise there, but uh, let's start off with the basic action cards. Okay. Um, so, m my favorite one, so, because, I mean, we have a couple reprints, which are Dimension Door, so something can go unblocked. Yeah, not, not just, like, any reprints as well, but some of the best ones from back, if anyone uh, remembers the old D&D, &D, uh, the first set of D&D, &D, we had some awesome, Yeah, and they awesome even reprinted, like, one of my favorite OP cards to play as a basic action. So, like, we have Dimension Door, that's a reprint. Um, Resurrection, of course, is a reprint which everybody uses. Most people know it by the global play, um, pay a shield once And the turn. art on that is yeah, so amazing. Yeah. So cool. Um, the one thing I always mention about Resurrection, don't forget it's an actual action die, yeah. and it's actually a pretty good ability. Absolutely. Where you, where you roll a die in your use pile and then place it into your reserve pool. Yep. Um, Dimension Door I've used a lot um, with the unblockable. There's so many things out there that uh, you can buff up really big, you know, like a Jessica Jones, the Red Hood. Yeah, like that Red Hood. Then yeah. you just wall up and attack, and you don't care if your other 
characters are going to get through. That Red Hood's going to get through and could smash for a lot of damage. Yeah, recently I've been playing the Uncommon Catwoman with the f- with all the flip abilities. Get her really big, send her through with a, a Dimension Door, and it's nice to have that uh, modern legal again. <laughs> yeah, and one of my favorite combos always to use with that was you'd have the Warlight Batman where you play a basic action and he's unblockable. Then you pair that with another character that's huge, and that might just end the game for you right there. Um, yeah, that's all, that's always been a the nice only thing one. you have to be careful with is like a Ronin goes yeah. through. Oh, uh, sorry, oh, that okay. goes through for nothing. Yeah. Sure, um, they reprinted Save Civilians. Um, you know, yeah, every, everybody I think they had that. to because she because Wonder Woman was on the front. And, yeah, um, yeah, and that one's whenever you feel the sidekick this turn, reduce the fielding cost of another die by one. Draw a die from your bag and prep it. Um, it's interesting they put prep it instead of place it into your prep area. Yeah, I like I like that they're using some of that terminology, uh, prep it, because we, we know what that means if you know, you've been playing. So yeah, it's kind of cool that they've uh, implemented that. Yeah, um, take covers, another reprint. Target character die, you get plus two defense or plus three if it's on the burst, double burst. Um, and then pay a shield, target character gets plus one defense until end of term. Uh, this is my favorite reprint. I know everybody's excited about resurrection but i like this one it's the outsider yeah um so if you guys never and it has a global so it's got to be good (laughs) yeah of course um and like if you've never played the trinity war op kit when it came out i mean it's two years ago now yeah trinity war so it's been a while but this is if you're playing a villain team team this is such a good card so it's ability it's a three cost basic action it's draw a die from your bag if it's a villain die Field it on its level two side without paying its fielding cost. Otherwise, place it into your use pile. If it was a sidekick die, you prep you 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 prep a die. Um, so, I I always like using that. Um, I think they actually took out a little bit of it too from the old outsider. But it also has a global play, pay a fist target villain character die gets plus two attack until end of turn. Character dice may only be targeted by this global ability once per turn and it's always been once per turn which yeah. is uh, I mean yeah it's it's the only global that gives you plus 2 with the exception of the um the one where it's bl- blocking characters from uh, uh D&D but um this one is like if if it's a villain character you can give it plus 2 also another thing to remember is that you can give that to your opponent's villains so if you need something KO'd like I know you use this against me Kevin uh, to knock out your uh, firefly, your common firefly, yeah. you know, I was it's, like, it's I don't, like, so if you don't block it, I'll give it plus two and it'll go through. If you do block it, I'll either you know make it a villain, or if you block with a villain, have you KO yeah. my my yeah. firefly? Something's getting yeah. knocked out, and I'm going to be able to control what gets knocked out. Which yeah. I I mean I I love this card, and I just you know before you didn't see a lot of uses, but anytime I play a villain team, I'm like, yep, that's that's going that's going on. So. Let's kind of talk about some of these new basic action cards. Misdirection. Um, misdirection. So is, good. Oh, it's my new favorite one. So everybody remembers Polymorph where you would swap a level one character die on the field with something in your use pile at level one, too. So this one is a swap target character die you control with a character die in your use pile, placing it on the same level, and then its burst double burst side. Also draw a die from your bag and prep it. So I know you love the globals. This doesn't have the polymorph global on it, but it does have that added benefit on the burst double burst side where you draw a die. Yeah, pre- so, the, so there's a couple differences between this and polymorph that we should point out. Number one, you can't use it on your opponent's dice. Polymorph was used a lot on your opponent's dice to, to swap out that one, maybe the control die or something like that. This one can only be used on yours. However, with this one, um, it doesn't have to be on level one. So if you have a level three 
cheap character out there. Yeah, you have that stupid parademon that always rolls <laughs> level three and is like impossible to get knocked out. Yeah, well, let's say you get, you know, some cheap, you know, Alfred or something out there on level three and you want your Dick Grayson out there on level three. You can swap something like that, and then it's awesome. It's mm-hmm. a really good trade-off. And then just icing on the cake if you get the, the burst or double burst. Yeah, plus it's a two-cost basic action. Like, yeah, so it's I, one cheaper. Yeah, I like this polymer. trade-off between mm-hmm. the two because we're sure you're paying one extra, but then you can target your opponent's stuff, yeah. whereas this one, you only get your own stuff, but it's one yeah. cheaper. So, like, I, I, I mean, I was playing Brock, and he brought this mm-hmm. um, against my team, and it just helped me. Turn, he couldn't roll it for the life of him. Like, yeah. Two, two energy every turn, but for He's me... He's been bad at rolling actions lately. <laughs> I, I also played against him with this. <laughs> yeah, for me, I'm like, oh, thanks. And then I'm like, I just bought my Wonder Woman. I'll just play this, swap yeah. it out. Don't target any But of the good stuff. thing is, is you, you do bring this. They can't use the polymorph against you. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you bring polymorph, they can use that yeah. against you. This so, one, if you plan better than they do with swapping the characters, then you can benefit more from bringing this yeah. than they can. Yeah, and I, that's why I like... That's a fun one. Um, another one that let's see what what are those, some of those another one that I actually kind of liked was um, well Russell mentioned truce we'll just end it there if you want to hear about truce just listen to our last week's episode you you went on a tirade about that um, I'll tell you yeah. just while we're on the topic of truce I I thought it was going to be better than it was but I don't like how your opponent can choose. Are, are, it, you just, are you just, oh, are you just, just telling Russ challenge accepted right now? Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I know, I know, like, I don't want to have to build a team around. <laughs> you know, he's going to hear an this action. and he's going to build a team. I know. To... <laughs> I, th- I thought it might be a little better, kind of a little bit like a mini uh, talisman of ultimate uh, evil where you can choose theirs. I would be super, super good, but where they have to choose, unless, unless they have like just one or two characters in the field. It's obviously they're going to choose the ones you don't want them to choose. Yeah. So you guys heard it. Somebody proves Zach wrong about this and just build this crazy good truce team. Do it. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but and so the the one that actually I I I got caught surprise on at one of our local events was actually team up. So it's each of your character dies get plus one attack and plus one defense for each different affiliation among your active character dies minus one. So if you actually plan for this, this actually can be a pretty solid card. In terms of just playing, especially if you play more of an aggro style team, you have to, of course, plan for it because if you don't have any affiliations, it's oh, yeah. not going to do anything. But if you start picking different affiliations, and especially now with these new sets, they tend to try and throw in a couple affiliations per set. So it's still doable that you can get some, you know, pretty big beef sticks and just start attacking and being aggressive about that where you're forcing your opponent to block and you're forcing them to hopefully re-roll to not re-roll, re-roll characters and then this cycles around again if they don't have enough blockers you're still boosting up your guys and now you're doing damage and stuff so um i really I, re- I really like this card um the minus one is like mm, i i think i personally think the minus one kills it i mean i'm thinking best case if i can work a team into this i'm getting maybe four characters up so they're getting plus three but getting those four characters out, they're all the same affiliation. Uh, it, just, it just seems like too much of a build-up to be competitive, maybe yeah. more of a fun team. But at the same time, it also isn't necessarily a win condition because you need something else. You know, you have to have more characters than them or they can just chump block them, right? So yeah. you still need, like, Overcrush. Um, for a four cost, I, I'd choose a Dimension Door over it. That way you can get some, you know, mm-hmm. win condition out of it. But I definitely see that there is potential. 
if you get the right combination. I just don't know if we've found it yet. Yeah. Um, and then the last one that we haven't mentioned is um, the plot twist, which this is interesting. Have you have you played with this? I haven't. So it's a five-cost basic action. So it, it's a little expensive, which means somebody stick it on their Ultraman team. Um, but its ability is draw up to two dice from your opponent's bag and roll any character dice, returning the rest to their bag. You may field them for free under your control, place them in your opponent's use pile at the end of the turn, regardless of where the, it's supposed to go. Um, so I, I haven't had a chance to play with it because the five cost seems a little prohibitive. I, I think you said it best. It's 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 going to be best played on a Beholder Ultraman team. You know, the five cost is kind of a bit much, unless you did something tricky where you can... Uh, there's a lot of ways to buy actions for cheaper, mm-hmm. um, if you can do something like that and try it. But it's still hit or miss because... You don't know what they're going to draw yeah, necessarily. Because I'd, I'd be so much yeah. more tempted to use by one against many, which is another five cost. Yeah. Because then you're at least guaranteed two damage. Whereas this one, if you draw two sidekick dice out of the bag, so that's the, that's that's I think that's where it's tricky. Is you got to time it right, or hope you can time it right, where your opponent hasn't reloaded their bag, or or most you know most of their sidekicks are out in the you know field or in the use pile where you, you can get to them. Yeah, the um, nice thing about this is no matter what, um, you place them in your opponent's use pile at the end of the turn. Mm-hmm. So at least you're you you may be getting some yeah. of their good so, dice and putting it in their in their use pile. Yeah. So say they are playing an Ultraman team or something, and you manage to buy it, you draw their Ultraman. Sure, if you don't have a Kryptonite, you can't use it, but you just moved it to the use pile, so they have to wait for it to cycle around again, which is the bane of Ultraman teams if you can't get yeah, Ultraman. Yeah. <laughs> high risk, high reward. But uh, the risk is that you may get nothing out of it. Yep. All right. So on to our characters. Which one of these characters actually like stuck out to you? I, I think a, a lot of people have also uh, been pointing this out lately. I've been reading on the forums. But it's Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy's... Because like, we, we talk, if you guys didn't hear our last week's episode when we had a Brewing Buddies, that Jimmy Olsen like, seriously transforms Superman teams and makes the... I mean, we got excited. We... we we're like, eh, but then Jimmy's just like, you you pretty much just discounted uh, one of the Supermans down three costs. Yeah, so the main one, Jimmy Olsen Signal Watch. While Jimmy Olsen is active, your Superman and Supergirl character dice cost two less to purchase, minimum one, of course, and may be fielded for free. Just one of those two abilities would have made Super Friend teams a little more playable, but the fact that it's purchase costs two less and fielding for free makes them really, yeah, really playable and possibly uh, competitive. Yeah, for a two-cost fist, that is, yeah. like, amazing. Like, yeah. I, I, really, I really love that. So the, the, the team that I've been playing, or at least I played against uh, this last week against Brock, speaking of him, is uh, he brought this guy, used a misdirection he'd buy, get him Did in. Did he roll the misdirection? He actually rolled it. That's surprising. Got, a, got, uh, got Jimmy Olsen in. And then was able to buy the new, or not the new, but if you remember back, there's this Superman that was a promo card in the collector's box. Oh, yeah. So cool looking, right? And everyone looks at the cost. Because it was like the a fielding seven, cost. Wasn't it was like a seven cost? Six cost. Six cost, yeah. But the ability was pretty cool. It's like, okay, maybe you can buy it a little bit less where it's um, for every super friend character in the field, he's one less to purchase. So if you have uh, Jimmy out there, that's one less, and then Jimmy makes him two yeah. less. So that makes this Superman only a three cost. Once you get Superman out, he is also another one. So, so then they're two cost. <laughs> yeah. So so Brock is just buying these for two costs, and, 
prepping them and with rip and yeah yeah and superman inherently is just a big body yeah and there. you feel them for free yeah. so it's, it, it just gets ridiculous it's um super good so all right so any any of the other characters before we go into wonder woman um another one that i liked is cheetah she has a, a couple in there uh the cheetah feline fury cheetah gets plus one plus one for each opposing non-sidekick non-villain character dying the field zone i like these ones where you can get some bigger characters um, out there for a cheaper cost, four cost, but the stats, the, like the attack stats, are four, four, five, and then you get, you know, a couple. You know, if you're playing against the right teams, uh, she can get pretty beefy. The other cheetah that I like is kind of a, uh, gives you a little bit of ramp. While uh, while cheetah is active, when you um, when you field a non-cheetah villain character die, draw a die from your bag and prep it. There's a lot yeah. of good villain teams out there. I mean, yeah, this I, can give you prep. It on is all, hard all to find those. a yeah. team these days without one villain, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, and if you and there's a lot of full villain teams, whereas you're just fielding these and you're getting uh, a lot more uh, ramp every time you yeah, do that. Yeah, I, I mean, I I like it, but like part of me is just like this is these cheetahs are all right because I remember back in the day in the world of Justice League, that mm-hmm. you had that beautiful three-cost cheetah with a bolt. Anytime she attacked, would do one damage. I and, love that And wouldn't card. that work so well with the one where you keep building <laughs> yeah. it or they, or they get buffed up, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't think we'll ever see that cheetah in modern play ever again. But, hey, who knows? Maybe they'll add it back in. Hey, they, they've remade it, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So now, okay, let's talk about all these Wonder Woman they're like I think all three of them are great. So the one that I think everybody has been talking about because it is literally a meta killer is a uh, Wonder Woman uh, reflections. Reflections, yeah. She's so she's the most expensive out of them. She's a five cost mm-hmm. mask, and it's while Wonder Woman is active, when fielded and when attack abilities are ignored. So number one me, ring why, killer. Yeah, like because the Blanchard ring is a when attacks killer. It also nerfs my favorite cheetah. Uh, <laughs> you know what it also nerfs is my favorite beholder. That is a wind-filled, <laughs> you get two free uh yeah, free globals. There's a lot. I mean, that kills a lot of abilities. Yeah, even like the new Huntress is a win, always a win, the common is a wind-filled, so you've just nerfed her ability. Um a lot of control ones, uh Dwarf Wizard, um the new Shriek that's going to be coming yeah. out. This will nerf a lot of those. Yeah, so, uh, so as this well. is this is always a card that you want to consider cuz it's I think it's going to change the way thing to work and um the other one so the other one i'll save the one that hurts the most for last for you man um so <laughs> actually both of these probably hurt um so um wonder woman ambassador of peace this thing could be deadly if you plan it well or if sorry zach if you bring a lot of globals yeah <laughs> um, so because her ability is just four cost mass while wonder woman is active players cannot use global ability ca- uh, abilities on their character cards on their team yeah, I think where where it's gonna hurt at least me, if not everyone else, the most is those energy fixers because mm-hmm. all of those yeah. are on characters. Or or back in golden, you know how Russ loved to use blue eyes all the time. Yep. Nope. You can't or do that or, or even that bald guy that everybody uses. Nope. Yep. Can't use those. <laughs> the 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 good thing about this is that it's just character cards. So mm-hmm. we still have our star labs. We still have the chalkboard globals. We still have the basic action globals. So I'm not completely hurt. Um, you know, I had this one played against me and. I, I wasn't able to use my character globals, but I was still able to use the chalkboard and some of the others on mm-hmm. basic action. So I, I'm still feeling pretty but, good. But, I don't think it's yeah. going to hurt as much as we may think it may hurt. 
unless there's something like another PXG Global that comes out. Yeah, so if you're planning us. on playing Golden, though, this may be a card you want to keep an exactly. eye out because exactly. it could ruin your day if you're not practiced and playing without some of these Globals. The other one saved my butt when I was actually playing Zach the, or um, play, playing Brock, Brock the other day. It's um, Child of Clay. While Wonder Woman is active, global abilities activated by your opponent cannot target character dice you control. So, you know, Protection Bard has kind of made its... Um, you know, people are using it a little bit more. And then you also have that Electra that would protect your two costs and stuff. This kind of does a little bit of both of that, except for just for globals and for any cost too mm-hmm. um at a four cost character i think this is great because what happened was brock was playing jocasta and he was trying to force block and force attack my character so it would damage myself so i had this wonder woman out he could not target any of my characters to do so so she was just a body out there um and i was playing harley quinn too so i was like i'm just gonna we're just going to burn each other down, so, so yeah. I'm not attacking. Yeah, it's a perfect example. Another way to use it is if you want to bring like a magic missile and not uh, and be able to use that against your opponent but not against yeah, you. Yeah, because that is my biggest fear when I want to bring an unstable canister or a magic missile. Mm-hmm. Like, crap, my opponent's just going to save all these bolts and ping out one of my exactly. characters. Exactly, yep, where uh, it gives you the opportunity. So if you build around something like that, I think you could take advantage. Uh, blink uh, transmutation also would be mm-hmm. a good one. So a lot of these... Uh, so like ring, ring, mask ring teams. Uh, the mask ring teams. So if they yeah. don't bring the other Wonder Woman and you're playing yeah. the mask ring yeah. team, and you, you know, because the funny part about mask ring teams sometimes is sometimes you'll win because you outbodied them, that you're just going to get enough to go through. They can't distract them because you brought that, of course, too, for yourself and just send in the damage, too. So, like, I really like this one. This one's going to be an interesting one, too, especially if, you know, you're relying on targeting globals to your opponent. Um that you may want to have to figure out a way to work around her. But, like, all three of these are great. Can we just, like, put all three of them on our team? Yeah, right? Can we just combine all the <laughs> abilities into one or something? Yeah, I've seen it. They did it in Yu-Gi-Oh! before, so I think we can do it, right? Sure. <laughs> magically. Well, we'll have them. one of those ones where you bring all the different characters. And yep. So, and then, so before we wrap up, I wanted to ask you a little bit about this, is how do you feel about this set? If a new player is like, hey, I want to play this Dice Masters thing, would you recommend the Superman Wonder Woman starter as a good place to start? Absolutely. I think it has a lot of the good core um, reprinted basic actions, which is always something that new players need. Yeah, because you don't want to go buy actions. a two-year-old set that's not even legal anymore just for the basic actions, right? Right, right. Um, also, I mean, it just has some good meta cards in there that I think will be very good competitively, whether you like to play, you know, your super friend teams, you're going to want the Jimmy Olsons. If you want control teams, you're going to want the uh, Wonder Woman's um, Giganta is also really good. She has that good global on there. Speaking of uh, globals, spin up some characters. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if she's if he's going to mention it or not. Yeah, but. well, I mean, w- <laughs> it's interesting because, you know, they basically gave us Polymorph without the Polymorph global on there but this is kind of better than that because boom you just spin spin up a character right yeah you don't, you don't have, have to, to spin something down. down there are so many times i couldn't spin something down so i had to throw that yeah in I, I really like it, especially that jimmy olsen because you know there are superman fans out there so you have that jimmy olsen and it's i, I feel like it's the, a nice low level barrier of entry for somebody who wants to start brewing a little bit. Yeah. So you give them that, and then you're like, hey, you may want to look at the world's finest. There's a Superman in there you may be interested about. And, you know, just nudging them, but then letting them 
start brewing and getting those ideas. Um, I, I, I like it because once you start seeing that, you're like, oh, maybe I could do this, this, and this. Because that's, that's how my Batman team came together was that one that, one that kind of does the same thing as the Superman we're talking about that discounts it. So I'm like, yep. oh, what other, what other Bat families can I stick into this? And I put a team together around that kind of idea. So I, I really like this. And then the rule book, um, I haven't read through all of it, but it seems they are making some improvements to it because like now – the previous rule books never mentioned the website or anything, but the rules form is like, I think it's even on the first or second page of the rule book now, so people can go find it. They've um, referenced the keyword page, which is, they've made that very the, smart, the, very the, the holy grail of where you want to see all the keywords because yeah. they don't include all the keywords in the rule book. And I think that they're, they're, I don't think they've fully finished, you know, adding a little bit or clarifying text and stuff, but it's, I, I like where they're starting, where it's slowly becoming. Uh, something that a new player can pick up and kind of, you know, it points them in at least the right directions to go. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not the smallest rule book, but as a new, as a new player, you come in, you read that it's got new updated examples of cards from yeah, that it, set. It's the first rule book that has the first turn uh, roll, you know, one to transition and oh, roll yeah, three yeah. rule book. Um, how do you feel about that reminder card that they put in the set? So, like, did you see that? Yeah. I, I, re- I really like that. Yeah, because... it's smart. I mean, we get them in the packs, you know, with keywords and different things like that. It's good to have, uh, you know, just kind of reminder things, especially for the new characters, right? That's Or mm-hmm. the new players, they're going to want uh, so, little reminder I'm, cards, yeah, it's and the that's, same, that's perfect. It's the same size of the card, so you just slip mm-hmm. that into your deck box and stuff. Yep, I love it. Yep. So, overall, how do you feel about the starter? I, I, I mean, if you are a DC or, you know, or just a, a Dice comic Masters book fan. fan, it's a must-buy, <laughs> yeah. right? If you play, you know, maybe... Just competitively, it's a must-buy because there's a lot of those other things. Um, the artwork's awesome. I, I think you, you, you can't go wrong buying this one. It's, 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 a, it's a keeper for sure. All right. So, um, Zach, thank you so much for talking about this. I mean, like, I'm always excited when you see new stuff, especially something like this. Yeah, new product, new good product, yeah, right? It, it's, it, I think it's going to be impactful in the game in a good mm-hmm. way. Yep. Um, so get your get your eradicating cap on because I'll ha- we'll have you back on in a second where we will be eradicating an old card that actually speaking of trinity war and stuff is was the one that was the hardest to get it was the op atomica okay guys we are back with ken pool and the global guru how are you guys doing today doing good um, good good i am excited for this cuz it's been, <laughs> we've long delayed this cuz there's been stuff that just come up but it is time for our errata that with atomica a lot of you guys probably don't even know this card exists because it was one an OP card, and it was one of those OP cards that you had to finish first in your event to get. So it's a pretty hard to get because it comes with its own custom die. Was it the first one that came with its own die? Uh, no, 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 it was Phoenix, Phoenix Force. Force. Oh Phoenix yeah, Force. Phoenix Force. Yeah. So it was the first DC yeah, equivalent DC. of that. Yes. Yeah. And it is. It was also the first like first place prize I've ever won in a tournament. So it ha- yeah. it has a soft spot in my heart. I've never played her on a team. Has anyone? <laughs> I don't know. They probably haven't won any more tournaments. <laughs> yeah. So she was part of the Trinity War. So she's a four cost fist with a max dive one. Um, and her ability is while Atomica is active, once per turn during your main step. You may swap her with a villain die in your reserve pool. And Only also- once per turn. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know you might buy that. Oh wait, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and she's a crime syndicate affiliation, so maybe that helps a little bit, and a villain <laughs> affiliation. <laughs> but, um, so, at, you know, Zach kind of pointed the main problem is it's once per turn, so even if we use misdirection that we have now, um, 
actually, you swap her, and then so I, I don't even think that is the worst place like, part of it. I think it's the reserve pool part. Yeah, the the only thing you're benefiting from this is getting something in without paying its fielding costs, right? But look at her fielding costs. It's so a zero one two. <laughs> yeah, unless you're getting yeah. something, you know, that's a two or three cost of a. But you've paid four to get her out to do this. You're you're losing money on this. It's a bad deal. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to justify using this one. I mean, you have to. I mean, you have to roll the villain die already. You're just saving on fielding, I guess. Everybody can roll stuff on character sides, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess in in this situation, you're looking at maybe trying to roll, you know, like three zero co- zero fielding cost character faces and like a three cost character face so that you can swap it out or something. I, I don't uh, know. Yeah. So like what are, what are some of your ideas? So here, here's my card. first pitch for an errata, right? So if the main idea that they were thinking was to reduce the fielding costs of, of another character die, since she's a villain, I would propose and tell me if this would be too broken that when she is active, all villains fill for free or at a discount. Or I, I would even, like, so not even put villains, but put in um, with the same affiliation. Okay, that, so that, crime syndicates. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much trying to get crime villains. syndicates sure. above. <laughs> Which, are all crime syndicates villains? Not, not, nope. Okay. Alman so now is oh, not a trying. villain. Now <laughs> there's a crime syndicate. Yes. So I'm pretty much trying to give her some love and Alman some love. So I played, <laughs> I played with the OP uh, Wolverine that allows you to field X-Men dice for free, and it was super fun. It was just so nice to not have to worry about um, fielding you know, other uh, X-Men characters like Multiple Man or Negasonic Ward. Machine is that who it is? Negasonic War Machine. That is apparently a new wow. crossover coming to Marvel. Negasonic uh, person, <laughs> right? But you know all these look for X-Men. that in the next what if. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all these X Men that have all these super high fielding costs get that Wolverine out, and it's so fun not to have to worry about those because it just eats up your energy throughout the game. If you could get something to discount the fielding costs for all of these awesome villain teams, even at a four cost with her fielding costs, I think it would still be worth it. I, it might be broken. I don't know because there's a lot of really high costed. Isn't there a new villain things. coming in the Guardian set that reduces the fielding cost of villains? I feel like there's a, a Norman Osborn in there. Oh, maybe that there reduces. Is. Well, I, we're gonna I, take I that at, Norman Osborn card and just cross it out and write in Atomica. There so we go. It's basically. Like, I look at Atomica and I, like the first things that I see, like for the ability, you need to have zero fielding cost, like. Give yeah, it, make yeah. it a one-one across the board, but give it a zero fielding cost. Um, it, I, I would also like to see I would the also, word reserve pool change to used pile because that's a yeah. lot more useful. That essentially gives you uh, polymorph on legs that your opponent has no access to. Yeah, uh, that would make it like yeah. really strong and like v- highly, highly usable. Yeah, and take out the once per turn. I mean, yeah, because. Because if you're going to use it one, more than once per turn, anyways, you're going to have to do some crazy shenanigans. Unless. Either that or increase the max. Yeah. You know, increase ma- the max. Make it, make it yeah. more Or you than, could say instead make everybody of, go try to get the old Trinity War OP kits. Or right. what if this, what if instead of it instead of it being swap her, swap a, any character, swap any of your character dice 
with a Oh, die. so you don't have to get rid of her so you can keep her active yeah, and so do that once Yeah, so then you still only have turn. one, but once per turn you can swap any of your dice and basically do a polymorph yep. with yeah, any of and, you the know, dice if, in your use if, pile. If people say that's a little too powerful, we'll go back to the similar affiliation. It's, so. it's, it's, it's yeah. basically a polymorph, but you don't have yeah. to roll the polymorph die. You have to get her fielded. And then at that point, you got to keep her fielded because if I see that, that becomes a very fast. That's my target. I need to get that out of your field if you if you roll that. Which 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 is you know it's a little hard too. It's just one three five. I think that's a five at the but but the way to justify. I don't. I mean, how playable is it going to be? Because most most of the ones you want to get in are probably around a four cost anyway. So why don't you just buy that and get that in the field instead of swapping it in? Yeah, you know, yeah, it saves Kevin from rolling. Yeah, another character. You, you realize that I always have to do all these mechanics that get me to field somewhere else aside from rolling a character, right? Yeah, and anything that that makes things more consistent um, does help. Yeah, competitively. Plus, plus, this is a villain, so let's let's just put Harley Quinn on there too. Man, there rare Harley Quinn is just yeah <laughs> making her persuasive. You know, you know what would actually work with the the text as written on the original Atomica card is the Rip Hunter that allows you to name a die and put it on whatever face you want. So you name your big giant villain once you've got Atomica in the field, and when that comes out, you can put it on that level three side and field it for the cost of getting rid of Atomica. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a hard card to justify using. The sad thing is, is it gets away from the fielding. So let's say you have the villain Batman, right, on his flip card, and you field that, well, that it triggers, right? With this, you get him on a level three, which I think is a three cost of field, right? So it'd be an ideal situation. You lose his fielding. You lose fielding the field, the one field yeah. ability, yeah. Um, and then, like, was it Russ or was it Diego? That, but I think this is Russ. But I, tell me if you can read what he wrote. So. Like only can be used to avoid blocking your ability to field. What? What? <laughs> I I, did, I didn't. I, I have no idea. I don't even know what language he was trying to <laughs> communicate in. Oops. Uh, yeah. All right. Only capitalized. Yeah. Only can be used to avoid ability blocking your ability to field. I I I I guess he's looking to like. You can only do it when she's blocked or something, and then you can swap it with a bigger character or something like that. Oh yes, know. yes, but, yeah. So we'll, so you can do it at any time, right? It's not yeah. like a, but it's you'd only have, you'd during have, certain times. Yeah, you'd have to take out that reserve pool requirement because once you enter the attack step, and your stuff, your characters your go character goes to used. used yeah. So you got to work out some of the timing. So um, that's an interesting one, but it seems like all of us has agreed. Like, let's just change it from reserve pool to use pile. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the first big thing, and get rid of her fielding costs because you're. I'm. I guess with if you if you change it to the use pile, you can accept the fielding costs, because you're not just mitigating fielding costs. You're kind of you're mitigating some, like cycling and bag flow and stuff like that. Yep. But. And and then, so as per usual with with our errata, that um, Mark and Lane have made some custom cards on here. So if you guys want to go check these out at doubleburst.com. That's where we're going to list all of them. So I wanted to mention uh, one from each of them. Um, so let's see. Should we do... So I think Mark did the physics one. So which one do we want to do? There's two physics ones. Uh, I like the atomic physics keyword. All right. So yeah, let's do that one. 
if you guys want to see the other one, which is quantum physics, I wonder yeah. if they're, I wonder yeah. if they're scientists. Mm, these I, these guys <laughs> went ahead and they were not at all afraid to throw some pretty big chunks of text on these cards. Yeah, um, man, like I feel like I'm reading Captain Useless again. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys, um, but so for. Um, atomic physics, it's a keyword. It says, when you purchase this die, gain one life for each die you have already purchased in this game. <laughs> and they left the max die as one. Well, I, I'm assuming that this is, you know, I'm going off of their words, and it's it's each die. It doesn't say this character yeah, die. Yeah, if, if, oh, if, so if, 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 if you're playing the world's yeah. slowest game and you bought all six basic actions and this is your 20th character die, you're going so to be this actually, right back up to 20 life. Th- this actually might work for my games because I'll end up buying most of my team and can't field anything and I'll there be live game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, you I only think... get to do it once because it's a max one. <laughs> you know, that kind of balances it because that could be a very out-of-control uh, life gain. That'd be quite the mechanic. I, I would assume that they would probably tone it down and maybe say the dice you bought this turn or no, I like something the, like that. I like the all the die you bought, period. Yeah, because, there you because, go. because I buy everything. And I can't feel oh, yeah. Anything. I mean, yeah. life gain is, is, <laughs> would be a thing, right? Man, imagine how excited Russ would be to put that with his uh, Black Lantern Aquaman. Yeah, he'd, oh, yeah. he'd get himself down to one and be like, and then I buy Atomica. Boom, back to 20. Yeah. Suck it. Yeah. Or it would be like, well, I'm going to swing and hit you for 15 life. And you'd be like, okay, next turn, buy Atomica, let it go back to its card, back up to 20 life. All right. Yep. And then so the one that I think Lane put together, this one's a good one. It's a reflection. So this occurs when a die is purchased. If you can answer the following without Googling or asking comic book guy, you gain two life. If you can't, you already have a life, and that's its own reward. Atomica was first born, or her first appearance was in June 2012, and died the last appearance in July of what year? Any, do you, any of you guys know? Well, this came out in <laughs> 2014, so I'm going to guess 2014. I'm going to guess See, 2013 gonna... because... Oh, was it 2013 I, when it I came have, out? I have no idea, actually. Maybe, well, maybe it came out in 2013. DC and with the Flash always messing with stuff. I'm gonna go. Li- I'm. I'm gonna say she died in July of 2010. <laughs> it's probably happened like once per year yeah. since. Then, <laughs> just because it says it's in she the ho- last died, right? Yeah, it's in like the holiday special every year that Atomica just randomly dies. <laughs> That'd be fun. She's like the Kenny of DC. <laughs> um, if if one of you guys knows, let us know. Shoot us an email: doubleverse at ktdata.net. Um. Do I even dare ask how we can make this card worse? <laughs> yeah, you make it a max zero and say twice per turn. <laughs> <laughs> or or you 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 do it a max one still, but when you win the OP kit event, they don't give you the die. Oh yes. So you have to go find a uh what 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 is this? The um Adam, the Adam die from Justice League, and you have to carefully pick the right red color to paint it in. Yourself. You have to dye it. <laughs> Yeah. Get the right combination of acid and dye so it, it overwrites it. Yeah, increase the fielding cost. That's another way to make, make, make it, it make it a six cost. Yeah, <laughs> increase the cost of it. Uh, take away the affiliations. Make it so it's just unaffiliated. <laughs> but you can swap it with villains, but it doesn't give you any benefit for it being a villain. Because I mean, there's there's a version of using it as fodder for like a black manta since it does have. You know, if if it hits that one one side, it's pretty easy to remove. You know, you could get some 
How about how about we give it the light lantern treatment? Uh. <laughs> you can't use Can we question just, marks. To yeah, buy you, this? you have to use uh. four masks to give it the buyer. Four masks when it's a fist. You must use one of each. All all four of them have to be fists. Like you can't you can't use uh, you know, a bolt and a question mark and a I'm, shield I'm, and a fist. It's got to be four fists. I'm going to put Guy Gardner on my team, not because I want to field him, just because I can re-roll him to try to get four fists Right. <laughs> Let's uh, not give the White Lantern treatment <laughs> to anything. Can we please not do that? Wiz kids? will you please stop doing that? It hurts my, it, it hurts my feelings. Can we make a like universal it. errata during this errata that to, to get <laughs> rid of all of that <laughs> just, stipulation? Just let so, me so, use so, question marks. Like, so, I, so we'll ignore the te- part of the text where it says this text can't be ignored? Exactly. <laughs> yes. There yeah, you go. Can we just ignore the, the part that can't be ignored? It hurt, it, like... The uh, in the Deadpool set when they did the crossovers at six cost, but you could buy them with question marks. I felt like that was so much more balanced and so much easier to do than the four cost that you can't use question marks. How about that Deadpool super rare? Let's shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's not talk about the Deadpool super rare. This is a route of that. I guess now would be a great, as good a time as any to try and just, fix just it. Just change his name to Evil Deadpool. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. So we want to hear from you guys, what you guys think about this Atomica. How would you make it better? Or if you've actually played it in a game? Yeah. If you think that it's already good, tell us how you managed to do it. If you have ever won a game with this, please let us know how. I think I put it on a team once, never bought it. But she was there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that, like, at home, me and my wife put it on a, a team that I think she was using. And it was, like, mid-game, she realized that it was reserve pool and not used pile. Because I think that she kind of threw it on there going, oh, yeah, this will allow me to get my villains faster. And then she, it was she like, wanted her cheetahs back. She looked at it, and she was like, wait a minute. This is just from my... Why would I buy this? Like, I'm, <laughs> they're already ready to be fielded. Why am I buying this other thing to help with the fielding costs? Yeah, so um, we we want to hear from you guys. How can you guys make this Atomica better? Again, big thanks to Mark and Lane for making those custom cards. If you guys haven't seen them, make sure you go to DoubleBurst.com to check it out. But shoot us an email. Let us, n- let us know how you can improve Atomica. It's DoubleBurst at KTData.net. Or leave it on our Facebook page, Facebook.com forward slash DoubleBurst. Guys, thank you so much. I, I always like doing these errata things because... You know, sometimes we find these cards that we're like, well, I, I won first place in an event. Why, why don't I use this again? Oh, yeah. And that's it for this episode of the Double Burst Podcast. We would love to hear from you guys. Have you used the Rare Parademon before? Or what's your favorite thing in the Superman Wonder Woman starter? Shoot us an email at doubleburst at ktdata.net or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Check out doubleburst.com for past episodes places to subscribe so you automatically get these episodes when they come out, and cool player resources. If you haven't yet, checked out the KO Kings Etsy shop at etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash KO Kings Corner, or just search for KO Kings Corner and it will pop up. He has some cool custom art cards or you can commission him and some pretty cool dice bags too if you're looking to upgrade your dice bag swag. Big thanks to everybody who listens to the show. Everybody on the show appreciates it, and until next time, my friends. May your dice rolls be ever in your favor.